Welcome to the Energetic Tarot Podcast, a podcast that helps you connect with the energy of the cards, read more intuitively, and create a more connected practice overall. I'm your host, Kat Crawford, a UK-based energetic tarot reader and tutor, helping you read more objectively for yourself and use your cards for ultimate self-care. Hello, welcome back everybody. Um, Fun fact, this is my second time recording this episode because I had a whole day where I just recorded all the episodes that I'd written and I felt really on top of my game. And then yesterday or the week, the day before, I managed to save over this episode with another episode. And I was surprisingly calm about it, but it's fine. We're just gonna re-record and everything will be okay. So here we are. <laughs> this week, we are gonna be doing something a little bit different. So we are going to be looking at how we can create a more narrative structure in our personal tower readings. So usually I do the subject and we have a card that guides us through whatever subject that we're talking about. But this week, it's more of a, a tarot lesson, I suppose, um, where I teach you how to create a narrative in your readings, whether it be for yourself or if you're reading for somebody else as well. So it's much easier to play someone else as the protagonist, the hero in a story than it is to do it for ourselves. So we will be focusing more so on how to create narrative in our own readings, like our personal readings for ourselves. obviously, because that is what Energetic Tarot is all about. It's all about reading for the self. Um, so that's what we're going to be focusing on. And to help us through this, because I wanted to not stray too far away from what we usually do, I have enlisted the energy of the Ace of Cups. And the Ace of Cups is a card that is all about tapping into that raw creative and intuitive energy. Things that come in handy when we're trying to create an honest narrative for especially our personal tarot readings because we can fantasize a little bit too much and it strays away from reality and then things become very unhelpful. So we're really using the Ace of Cups to create a little channel um, for that energy so that we can direct it correctly and it's not just going all over the show. So there will be a slight change to the end of the podcast. Usually I offer some journal prompts to help you out that are based around our card of the episode. But this week, I'm going to set you a little task instead. So it's going to be more of a like a a homework assignment than a nice gentle (laughs) journaling session. So hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll feel a lot more confident with finding, creating and also following any narratives that may appear in your tarot readings. So my aim this episode is to get you to a point where you can set out your cards and see the themes straight away to be able to see the start, middle and end of what is happening in your reading. So this is one of those episodes where it will help to have your cards close 
to you as you listen. If not, don't worry too much. But if you do or you can have them close by, go grab them. Um, And yeah, let's just get stuck in with this episode. So first things first, let's take our Ace of Cups and let's have a look at what the Ace of Cups can mean, because I don't think we have touched on the Ace of Cups yet on the podcast. So let's have a look at it, shall we? So I'll introduce you to the energy that we're tapping into for this episode. The Ace of Cups is the divine gift of water. So it's the opportunity to really tap into that deep emotional heart space um, and kind of figure out our feelings about ourselves and the world around us and all of that kind of mushy stuff. So all that um, very vulnerable, sensitive stuff that we tend to hold in that kind of heart chakra space. So it is the vessel for our creativity and also our creative freedom as well. The Ace of Cups hold your potential for creative output so the more you fill it the more you can get out of it therefore we're always having to keep our internal ace of cups in mind and make sure we're taking time to check in and refill when we need to so you may have heard um especially if you are part of the kind of well-being and spiritual community the phrase refill your cup and it's very similar to what we're talking about when we talk about the ace of cups so if you sat down to do a reading but your own water energy your cups energy is very depleted that's when it can be really difficult to create that flow that we're looking for in our readings so we have to be able to make time to, I mean, a good way of doing this and something that I tend to do before I do a big reading, especially, is take time to meditate and to ground myself and really center myself. And it just helps to contain any emotion or intuitive energy that may be frazzled a little bit or floating about. I just kind of bring everything in um and fill that cup up before I start reading for myself otherwise my brain goes all over the place and nothing gets done so like all the aces in the tarot the ace of cups is simply an opening it's an opportunity or a gift it's up to you what you do with it and whether you accept it so the reason for being able to channel this ace of cups energy when creating a narrative structure is because it depends so much on intuitive messages and being able to interpret them. So it's often a lot harder for the conscious mind to find themes and meaning just like on command, like a click of the fingers. So just think about when someone asks you for like a name of your favourite films or one of your favourite songs or bands or whatever, the conscious mind goes into a sort of a freeze mode like a deer in the headlights and it's really hard to think of any film or song that has ever existed in the history of the world 
So it's a very similar thing when we talk about um, creating narrative readings with the Ace of Cups. It kind of helps us to see and focus in a specific direction. So allowing your intuition to lead the way is not only easier, but it also offers the best breakthroughs and guidance. So all you need to be able to do is trust that intuition and don't try and control it or channel it, challenge it, channel it, channel it, channel it, challenge it. So when we talk about the Ace of Cups as well, obviously we were just saying it's that opportunity, it's that option that we have. So it's very easy breezy. You can kind of use it however you feel like you need to use it. Um, but again, it is just that vessel for your intuition intuition and very easy to tap into that and use that in a very practical way within tarot so this also poses the question of why do we look for a narrative in tarot readings why do we need a narrative structure we don't always need a narrative structure um it is something that creates context for the conscious mind. So some people like to just read a card individually and be on their way. However, a narrative can really help our conscious minds understand more complex themes and topics. So you see the same thing within literature and films and songs where they address a very complex topic or a very complex theme, but they do it in a way that the conscious mind recognises and can process a lot more than if someone just plainly said it to you. So a good example of this would be like the new Barbie movie where it talks about feminism and equality and it does it in that, it does it in a way where it taps into nostalgia in a lot of ways and uses that as a sort of vessel to get the point across. So for us, when we're reading tarot, we're using the narrative structure as simply a a framework, a way to put this information into a context and into a structure that our conscious mind can better absorb and understand. So this is especially true when referring to doing a reading on yourself because we not only have to compete with the conscious mind kind of butting in and giving its two cents but also we have the ego to contend with and that's uh, a big block when we're trying to read for ourselves because the ego tends to come in and try and control the situation and direct it into whichever way the ego wants it to go. So there's something about a narrative that helps remove us from a situation and be able to see things from an outside or at least a different perspective. It allows us to take a much more objective view of our own experiences and kind of remove ourselves from it enough that we can see it from a different angle. So this is something we desperately need when reading for ourselves because we so often try and direct the narrative in a way that we desire it to go. So rather than the way that it actually is in reality, we tend to take some creative liberties with 
the narrative of it and, and how we want our tarot reading to go. So we tend to apply our own paradigms or schemas to the reading. So the kind of um, information that we use to understand the world and our place within it, we tend to apply those to our readings and it gives it a tint of something that can often distort what we're reading. So basically we see it through the lens of how we see the world rather than how the world actually is. So one of my favourite exercises to use with tarot or even oracle cards, you can do this with oracle cards, is what something I call the lens exercise. And I teach it in my Tarot for Reconnection workshop, which you can find on the website. You can find it at energetictarot.co.uk. Um, quick promo. But it basically allows us to see different perspectives of the same situation um, through the lens of different cards so you may pick a high priestess card and you would look at that situation through the eyes of the high priestess or you may choose a two of pentacles and you will look at the same situation through the eyes of the two of pentacles and it just helps to pick out different areas of the same situation so that you can get a much more in-depth and better rounded view of what is actually happening so it basically allows us to take different stances, to be able to move around a situation, kind of 360 information and be able to take it all in. So through this lens, we can see all the little complexities and details that make up the situation that we may have missed or we may have been reluctant to look into or see or all the little tiny details that didn't fit into that paradigm that way that we wanted the reading to go and so consciously we just kind of ignore them like they don't exist but when we do that lens exercise we're able to then bypass that kind of conscious um, instinct to overlook some things if they don't fit in with what we want things to look like and we can then draw them out and have them there in front of us so that we can see them so that we can acknowledge them and include them in what we're kind of trying to discover so it may be a situation or overcoming a problem or a situation or making a decision or anything like that so we're then able to get as much information as possible um, by bypassing the ego, bypassing the conscious mind and having that there in your readings to work with. Hello, my love. This is just a quick reminder that if you do want to learn more about energetic tarot, you want to learn more about using your cards practically, and maybe not just tarot, maybe oracle cards as well, make sure that you check out the shop on energetictarot.co.uk. There are many different workshops, ebooks, courses that you can take and dive into to help you build your tarot practice, to help you build your energetic and intuitive tarot practice, including things like my Tarot for Reconnection workshop, which focuses on using tarot or oracle cards to really connect you with your authentic self, or my Limiting Belief Tarot workshop, which is all about using tarot or oracle cards to identify and start working through 
those limiting beliefs. You can also head over to the blog and the freebie section to grab some freebies. Again, all about using tarot in a very energetic and intuitive way. So if you do want more from energetictarot.co.uk, make sure you go to the shop and enjoy. So now we come to how can the Ace of Cups actually help us understand tarot narratives? How is this card going to assist us with this dilemma? So you don't have to get the Ace of Cups in a reading to be able to channel its energy. And that applies to any tarot card. You can use just the information you have about a tarot card to guide you as like an anchor. Or you can pull a significator which is basically a card that can either represent you or it can represent a specific theme that you're trying to create within the reading. So all we're doing with the Ace of Cups is keeping it in mind so that we have it there as an energetic support and a guidance system. So what the Ace of Cups does is remind us to be open to whatever story the cards came here to tell you. What is the point of giving yourself a tarot reading if you are only going to listen if the cards tell you what you want to hear? That's pointless. You may as well just say it to yourself out loud and be on your way. So we do tarot readings on ourselves to get that brutally honest outsider perspective. Putting that honest feedback into a nice narrative structure can help soften the blow and make it a little easier to take. So it just helps us to, again, like we were saying before, kind of bypass that ego and get around that conscious mind butting in and trying to direct the reading in the way that the ego wants it to go. So we're really allowing it to soften the blow, soften the reality of what the situation is that we are doing the reading for. So the Ace of Cups often reminds us that vulnerability is a strength and there's a huge well of knowledge to be had that is locked away in the vulnerability that we tend to keep securely protected from the world. So when you think of any story, it needs to have a heart so that we can connect to it. The same applies to our tarot stories. So if you're, again, I've, I'm kind of talking a lot about films and literature and stuff, but obviously we're talking about narrative structures, so obviously. But if you're watching, say, a film or a TV show and you don't care what happens to the characters, you don't care what happens to the protagonist, you don't care what happens to these people that you are watching or reading about then you can't connect with it and it becomes very boring and you're just like why what's the point because I don't care what the outcome is so we're really adding a heart a connection to our tarot readings through using this kind of ace of cups um intuition so really keeping that in mind Every story needs a heart and that is essentially what we are trying to do with our tarot readings, especially because many of us 
are very, very hard on ourselves. You are way harder on yourself than you are on anyone else. So we're trying to see ourselves from that point of that that viewer to be able to add an extra level of self-care that can help us to get a more subjective um, view of the situation at hand. So there needs to be an emotional anchor is essentially what I'm saying. And there needs to be an emotional anchor to the narratives that we find and create in our readings. So again, another reason the Ace of Cups is the perfect card to help us do this is because the Ace of Cups is all about opening up the heart space and allowing whatever is in there to flow out uninterrupted, unedited, just very raw, unprocessed emotion. Another message the Ace of Cups can offer us when we're trying to figure out what the story of our reading is, is to offer up the question, what is my arc? So if you were a character in a story, you would have an arc, a place where you start, usually the card in the past or the past equivalent position. You then go on a journey through the cards until you reach the finale. This journey is your arc. So it may be if you're doing like a Celtic cross reading, your beginning would be the past card, your end would be the outcome card and the arc section, the kind of journey that you go on will be all the cards in between those two cards. So there needs to be some sort of growth in between points A and B. So our job as a tarot reader is to understand what that growth is what that journey is what does it look like what is involved so it can help to think of well-known character arcs when especially when you're just starting out with this idea of creating narrative so for example if you ever i'm trying to think of like the best uh disney film to reference for this so i'm going to go with hercules because i feel like we all know roughly the story of hercules so say you're watching the Disney version of Hercules. The main character starts out as a very young boy, not really understanding who he is or why he's different. So that's his beginning point. That's his point A. He then heads off on a journey to find out how to become a hero like he's read about in all of the stories and the mythology and all of that. So his finale or point B is that he ultimately discovers the true meaning of heroism and that is not about how popular or famous you are, which is um, kind of a, an idea that he had in the beginning of what it means to be a hero. But it is actually about the value you can offer to others and the sacrifices you make for the greater good. So his character arc is all about breaking through the ego cracking those paradigms those schemas that he had about what his place in the world should look like to find the truth of his reality which is a good starting point for your readings so what is your ego view that you need to break through and what lies on the other side so what ideas and assumptions do you have already that may be stopping you from seeing the reality of a situation So now we come to how we actually create 
narrative for your tarot reading. So some of the useful tips for creating a narrative structure in your readings is to compartmentalize the whole reading into a three-act structure. So this means the narrative of your reading will go through the same highs and lows as that of a traditional story. So you'll start with act one, and that is the beginning of your reading, usually the past and present position um, or equivalent, whatever spread you're using. This is where you lay the groundwork for your narrative. This is the energies that are propelling you forward on your journey to that kind of finale. This is where you understand where you are in the current moment and how you got there. Um, So this is your starting point, your act one. Then you move into act two, and this is the middle or the meat of your reading. This is where the real shiz goes down. So it's what happens to you, the experiences you have, the challenges or problems you face, and also the solutions you find or create um, to overcome those those challenges and problems. If it was a roller coaster, it would start at the top of the first big drop, and all the twists and turns after that are your journey or your plot points. Then finally, we have Act Three. And this is the energy that is created because of the journey or what's left over from the aftermath of that journey. It is the energy that exists on the other side of your journey. And it often shows you how things have changed since you first started. And often it will not look anything like you had originally thought it would look like. Again, another reason why we work with the Ace of Cups, because like we were saying before, having that heart space open and and welcoming whatever may come, um, come up in the readings is very important because the outcome of a reading is very rarely what we expect or what we wanted it to be. So another way to create narrative is to lean on the illustrations of your cards. So think about what is happening in the picture? What information does it provide? What is the scene? What could possibly have happened before? What could have possibly happened after? Then you would look at the next card and think about how those two scenarios are connected. Is one a result of the other or is one a challenge to the other? Is this a partnership? Is it a conflict? If you, I mean, there's, there's, I think there's two different ride awake decks and one of them is before the ride awake deck so if you have a an image or an illustration on say like the fool there's a whole deck that shows you has illustrations of the moment before this is really hard to explain the moment before the illustration on the ride awake deck and I'm sure it's called, I'll try and find out what what it's called and I'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, it essentially shows you the moment before what is happening on the original Rider Waite deck. And I think there's also one that shows you the moment after what is shown on the Rider Waite deck. And if you had all three, it would give you a huge amount of information and a much better picture of what like that original card actually means. I'll try and find out if I can find them anywhere because I have seen them before. 
um, and I'll put them in the show notes. But if you are looking to get really creative or really dive into this idea of creating narrative structure, highly recommend you check out those uh, two decks, especially if you work with the more traditional uh, right away imagery. Anyway, <laughs> me geeking out over the cards. Anyway, it is time for the task. So this is our narrative tarot flow task. And you can work on this in your own time. You don't have to do it straight away. It's also a good one to practice regularly. So you get into the swing of creating narrative for your tarot readings. So I want you to do a reading for yourself and use one of the two techniques for creating narrative structure. So either the three act structure that we talked about, three act narrative structure, or that using illustrations to understand conflict or partnership um, and kind of getting the idea of what is happening in the card via the illustrations. Always try and make your interpretations snappy. So this means you take the first intuitive feeling or message that comes to you. Don't try and control the narrative. So just let it flow naturally. If something comes up that you have an immediate reaction to reject, make sure to make a note of it, especially those ones that your brain tell yous, t- tell yous, tells you that it just can't be right or it's just impossible. Make a note of those things because usually that'll be the ego coming in to try and control that narrative, control the direction of the reading. Usually we get these feelings because our minds don't want us poking around further within whatever area that is. So most of the time, those are the areas that we really want to dive into and explore um, a little further with our with our readings. So I would love to hear about the readings you do for yourself and what comes up. So make sure to get in touch with me either on Insta, you can DM me, pop me an email, or we also have... Um, a Facebook community now. It is called Energetic Tarot, Tarot Reading for the Self. It is a nice private Facebook group where we can all come together and chat about tarot and all good things and all that jazz. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. And yeah, that is it for this episode. I hope you enjoy your little narrative task and I hope you start to create some really awesome narratives for yourself in your personal tarot readings as usual if you are listening on itunes or spotify or whatever podcast platform you're listening to please do share rate and uh keep listening obviously (laughs) but that is it for this week i hope you enjoyed and i will speak to you again in the coming weeks bye bye guys